Glenn Youngkin wins the Virginia election. Biden pushes through the vaccine mandate, and Pfizer tells kids that they may be able to get superpowers from getting the vaccine. I'm William Hall, and this is The William Hall Show. This episode of The William Hall Show is brought to you by the Second Amendment Jerky Company. What better gift can you give than high-quality beef jerky that supports your right to bear arms? Listen, I know we all probably have a grumpy old man uh, or something like that or someone else that has everything they need or at least thinks they have everything they need, but I'm telling you right now, this is one of the best presents that you can actually give them for Christmas or any other occasion as well. Give them the gift that they will actually enjoy. Delicious, tender beef jerky that fights the gun-grabbing leftists. Go to 2ajerky.com to support the second. That's 2ajerky.com to support the second. All right, so recently there was a very big win for Republicans, for everyone that is against CRT, for everyone that has been watching and keeping track of what's going on in the school systems in different states. One of the big wins that we just had was in the state of Virginia, specifically with Glenn Youngkin winning the election over Terry McAuliffe. And this was all about really the schools. It was about the actual education of the students and many other actually very important issues. So the actual state there, uh, the state in which that this was taking place in Virginia, Biden actually won by 10 points. At least this was in reference to what we assumed was uh, going on in the 2020 election. Of course, I don't believe exactly any of the stuff that we're seeing, especially when we're talking about the, the flip that we've seen just recently. We can very much see that Virginia is a pretty red state, at least based off of what we saw in this recent election. Now, the, the fact is, is that normally and historically, especially with uh, governors, it's they've historically have been Democrats. I mean, I think this is the first uh, election that Republicans have won in the last 12 years. So this is not uh, some type of thing that kind of flips back and forth or has always been controlled in a red state. This is a big flip in favor of conservatives. And this is a great thing. So McAuliffe, the Democrat that was running in this situation was actually campaigning on national issues, on abortion, voting rights, while Youngkin, the Republican in this one, was really focused on the local issues, local government, education, economy, all the things people actually care about. I mean, that's what this is about right now. So really, this election to me tells all of us that parents actually turned out to vote this time. That's what this tells me. Because what we have to focus on is that the parents have spoken. They have said what they believe in. They don't want CRT in their schools. They made it obvious. This is it. This is the proof right here that the CRT, all of this junk, nobody wants in their state. They don't want it in their education. They don't want it in their cities or anywhere else. And the parents stepped up and they actually voted about that. That's the difference that you're seeing. While the Democrats were campaigning, as they typically do, on issues nobody really cares about except the radical parts of their party, the Republicans were actually talking about the issues that parents and real Americans actually care about. 
such as what your teachers are teaching your children and, and what's going on. So that to me really is the kind of framework that we're looking at across this entire election and why it's so important, because this is going to absolutely feed into the midterms. You heard it here first. This is going to feed directly into the the midterms because the midterms are going to be a direct result or kind of a kind of a, a an offspring of this situation that we're seeing right here, where people are going to out and out reject the woke far left ideologies. At the end of the day, we have to look at this information because the the actual midterms are something where we've already have seen that people are kind of leaning red on a lot of issues, but now we're really starting to see the kind of red wave that's going to be taking place, hopefully in the next year, because people are tired of that stuff. So, uh, like I said, Glenn Young can actually flipped uh, Chesapeake, Montgomery, and Norfolk counties um, from 2020. So in 2020, those were historically Democrat-run or just blue areas, and now they're red. And, and that's crazy here. So here's some of the demographics. These are the breakdowns of kind of who turned up to vote and, and kind of the percentages between Youngkin, a Republican, and what Trump got in these same counties and in the state as a whole as well, voter percentage wise. So for women, Youngkin got 47% of them, whereas Trump only got 38% of women. Um, in the past 2020 election, like I said, this is assuming that we're, you know, we'll, we'll assume for the sake of these stats that these are correct on exactly how many votes Trump got. But obviously we know that there were some issues and it's just a lot of discrepancies obviously going on in the last election. But, uh, so white women with some college or less, young can got 75% of those women. Trump only got 56 women with children. Young can got 46 Trump in 2020 got 43%. And then independent voters actually showed up pretty well also for young can given that they were at 57% and only turned up for uh, Trump at 38% in the last election. So assuming that those numbers are correct, either way, we can still see that there's a obvious, obvious thing going on right now that people are starting to wake up and realize that these far left ideologies and tactics are not going to fly. And that's what we have to focus on here. So 84% of Virginia said that parents should have at least some input into what schools are teaching. And of course they're right. Because we've seen this happen at the school board meetings. We see I've shown some on the show here. There's been plenty of these school board meetings that we can point directly to and see the parents talking and speaking out against the school board members as much as they, of course, don't want to hear from them at all. But parents need to have a say in this. We know that they do, especially now that we're actually seeing these school boards get exposed. These teachers get exposed for what they're really teaching is these students that obviously does not align with facts or reality at all. And, and it once again proves that everybody's sick of the far left. That's what this is about. So actually, this isn't the only place where we saw a big victory as well. So in uh, George Floyd's home, Minneapolis, voters actually also rejected a ballot measure to defund the police. So even that that was being pushed by Democrats last year is being rejected right out of the gate, completely rejected in the same state where uh where, where uh george floyd was and so we're seeing this take place all across the country so it's, it's going to be a i'm telling you right now the democrats are in for a rude awakening in 2022 because these midterms i guarantee you are going to lean very 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 heavily red probably in a way that we've never seen before and to be honest with you that's what matters more than anything else because we can focus all day on the presidency because everybody wants to focus on that but at the end of the day we all need to kind of focus our eyes a little bit more locally to what's actually going on in our states, in our counties, and in our cities. 
Because in Florida, if it wasn't for Ron DeSantis, we wouldn't be where we're at right now. And a lot of people need to realize that these governor positions, these uh, city positions, the the state, or the, uh, just everything that's underneath the presidency is extremely important and cannot go ignored. So during these midterms, people have to show up to vote regardless because that's the only way that we're going to get anywhere in this. Now, leftists on Twitter right after this victory were trying to find somebody to blame. They have to do this because the left has they, they have no way to argue policy or to admit that nobody likes their ridiculous policies. So what do they do? They started actually blaming white women. They actually had this trending on Twitter saying white women. I, I was wondering, I saw this on the trending, trending section and I'm kind of wondering what in the world is going on right now. But that's what leftist people were doing. And you had all of these videos and posts of people trying to blame white women for them losing their position, their stronghold over Virginia. So this guy here actually put up this tweet that implies a lot, okay? He put up this tweet saying, white women with no college, he said uh, 75% voted for uh, Youngkin and only 25% voted for McCall. Now, the reason why he's posting that, saying white women no college, is because he's trying to say that if you didn't go to college, you basically have no right to vote. It's He's trying to say stupid people voted for Youngkin and therefore those people we need to blame because they're idiots, they don't know what they're talking about. That's what they do. Okay, that, that is exactly what Democrats do. They feel like if you have not gone to college and gotten some ridiculous liberal arts degree that has given you no advantages whatsoever in your own general uh, generalized education, they feel like for some reason that you're an idiot and you basically don't have the right to vote. And there were people in the comment sections, liberals, of course, saying that if you I, I feel that people that don't have a college education should not be able to vote. That's what's going on right now. Now, of course, they're saying no college, but the reality is that's really just no indoctrination. Because ultimately, that's all college has turned into. As if for some reason that you go into college, all of a sudden makes you a smart person. We know that's not entirely true. Especially when we look at the people that have graduated from college and we see how much they've wasted money. They don't have a job at all. They can't get a job out of college. It's not the same thing it used to be where it was this higher learning education type of situation. Unless you're going to, you know, actually doing a specific degree that needs that. A lot of these people aren't doing that. They're going into college with, with some ridiculous liberal arts degree and expecting to come out and, and thinking that this is somehow making them a better person, a more valuable member of society than you are. And that isn't true. It just isn't. We've seen these people. They don't know anything about this country yet. They have a college degree as if that's what actually matters. But they're doing this, and the point is that it's really the people that have not been indoctrinated by the educational system that know better. And there were also leftists on, underneath that exact same post that were saying that if you were a white woman that didn't go to college, you have no right to say what or to say or have any say in your own child's education because you don't have supposedly an education. As if the people that are even voting for this are trying to get rid of CRT in colleges. That's actually not true. We're talking about public education for kids. For young kids, I mean, we've seen CRT stuff all the way down to kindergartners. So this, you don't have to have a college education to be able to chime in on what your child should be taught. They're your child. The, the childless leftists that are oftentimes making these comments have no idea what they're talking about at all. So Van Jones, one of the other liberals that got extremely triggered over this whole defeat for them in Virginia, said that uh, Youngkin is the Delta variant of Trumpism. As if Republicans are some kind of viral disease or something that you just catch. Well, I'll tell you right now, if freedom, if understanding constitutional rights and wanting your children to actually be taught facts in their education and not liberal lies, 
is considered as a virus, then yeah, I hope it spreads. Because more people are realizing what's going on, and I'm telling you right now, they're in for a rude awakening next year. So the other thing that the leftists had to kind of pull out of their pocket is to basically say that the people that voted for Youngkin were actually just a bunch of racists. I mean, that's that's the only way to explain the fact that he won in the state of Virginia. But they ignored the fact that on the exact same ticket, that which uh, is a woman, an African-American, actually she's Jamaican, an immigrant to the United States, Winsome Sears actually won in this area as well. As uh, and now she's going to be Virginia's lieutenant governor, and she was the or now is the first black woman to be elected to state to the statewide office in Virginia. This is massive. So how in the world is it that the same people that voted for Youngkin, which obviously all also voted at least for this lady too, are racist? So the people that are racist voted in a the first black female to ever hold this position in Virginia history. So Jamaican immigrant, a Marine, I don't understand what the problem is here. Oh, wait, it's because she's a Republican, isn't it? Here's a little bit of her victory speech as well. What we are going to do is we are going to now be about the business of the Commonwealth. We have things to tend to. We are going to fully fund our historically black colleges and universities. You're going to hear from your governor-elect, Glenn Youngkin, and he's got a day one plan that I'm already tired about. Don't know how we're going to make it to day two. But he's going to make sure we keep more of our money in our pockets because he's going to get rid of all kinds of taxes. We're going to have safer neighborhoods, safer communities, and our children are going to get a good education. Because education lifted my father out of poverty. Education lifted me out of poverty. Education will lift us all out of poverty because we, we must have marketable skills so that our children cannot just survive, but they will thrive. And they will create generational wealth. That's what this is about. It's a historic night, yes it is, but I didn't run to make history. I just wanted to leave it better than I found it. And with your help, we're gonna do that. We're gonna have transparent government. And as I used to say as we were on the trail, hold on, Virginia, help is on the way. The cavalry has arrived. I want to thank my staff because I couldn't have done it without them. We were a ragtag bunch of people. We ran an impossible, improbable campaign against God was exactly with us. Otherwise, we would never have made it. And so I want to finish up by thanking you, Jesus, how sweet it is. 
All right, so MSNBC, CNN, none of those news organizations mention this clip at all. They're not going to show this clip to you because they don't want people to see that they anything that really goes against their narrative. But they don't want you to see a successful black woman winning this spot, being the first black woman in Virginia to win this. And oh, wait, she's a Republican. They don't want that to happen because that would actually go against their narrative. So we're wondering, well, who are the racists? Is it the people that voted the black woman in or the one that didn't want her in? The one, Or is it the ones that are ignoring her? even though she has all of the statistics and, and, and credentials that would normally make her the poster child of the left. I mean, the fact is, is that if she were a Democrat, you wouldn't hear enough about who she was. That's the truth. Shouldn't the media be all over a black woman who immigrated from Jamaica, lived out the American dream, served in the Marines, earned a master's degree, ran a homeless shelter, and raised three kids? Wouldn't you think that would be the case? But all of that means nothing to the left because they're the ones that are the actual racists. That's what this is. They don't care about black people. It's only the ones that actually agree with their narrative. That's it. So if you're looking for the actual party that actually cares about people regardless of that, you you got to look at the actual conservatives here. That's what this is about. Now, the thing is, is that besides her being ignored, she's being ignored by Twitter as well. Typically, Twitter actually has to, they're pretty much required in most cases to verify an account for anybody that's running for gov- uh, government, Senate, Congress, any uh, state or local, any type of position that's in the government at all. They verify that account. They haven't verified her account, but you know whose account they did verify? The woman that's not black, they ran against her and lost. How's that work? So what you're seeing here is it, it isn't just the mainstream media. It's all the way down to the social networks as well. They are in this together to make sure that nobody knows who this woman is. They they don't hear anything about this woman. The bias is everywhere. It's not just in the news. Even on social media, these people are basically treated as subhuman, like they don't exist, simply because their uh, their actual views politically don't align with the left's. So if you're looking for the true races, that's where it's at. And by the way, also, Virginia also elected uh, um, Jason Mayares, or Mayares, I think is how you pronounce his name, as the first Latino to hold statewide office as well as the attorney general. But once again, no media coverage of this because they're too busy trying to paint the people that voted for these people as racist, when in reality, that's just not true. It isn't. It isn't true at all. Now, in a different story here, Biden has now officially pushed through the vaccine mandate. And I've talked about this in the past with when he was kind of hinting or kind of laid out a plan to basically make it so that any company that was over 100 employees was required to make their employees get the vaccine by a certain date. Well, now that's pretty much official. So the Labor Department issued a rule requiring COVID-19 vaccinations for companies 100 or more employees. If you work for one of these companies, you will either need to get vaccinated or test at least weekly. Also, they announced that they're uh, releasing this rule to ensure that our nation's healthcare workers are vaccinated as well. And they're saying that no one should be at risk of getting uh, or at risk at all when they seek medical care. Together, these rules will account for 100 million Americans. Two thirds of all workers in America right now are basically going to be categorized under being required to get the vaccine. So Biden, of course, had to chime in on this, but I'll explain that a little bit later. So the first thing that he that we have to look at here is that they're trying to make them do this by January 4th. So there's only a couple of months by for, for really all of these companies to comply to this at this point. And of course, I'm 
advocating that they don't comply to this as much as possible. For them to enforce this on every single company over 100 people would be insane. I mean, I don't even understand how they would do it. I think this is right here is, is kind of a power grab, is them trying to threaten people when in reality, the fact is that they're probably not going to be able to do anything for most companies anyways. There's just too many companies that are over 100 employees. There's no way that they have it. I think OSHA, the company that they're going to try to use to enforce all of this, has like 1,800 employees or inspectors. How in the world are they going to manage to control and check every single company for this? I don't understand how that's going to work. So Biden released a statement about this whole thing, uh, saying that while it would have, while I much would have much preferred that requirements not become necessary, too many people remain unvaccinated for us to get out of this pandemic for good. Going on to claim that he instituted requirements and they are working is what he's saying. Now the thing is, is that they're not working. Okay, <laughs> the, the the numbers actually don't actually go along with this whatsoever. What he's trying to say here is, well, it's only because, you know, too many of you didn't get vaccinated. That, that's why I'm having to do this. Listen, that doesn't give you the right to infringe on people's rights and freedoms. I, I don't care what you feel about it. It doesn't matter. It, it just doesn't. The fact is, is that you don't have the right to do this. This mandate is illegal. And keep in mind, just for those that are wondering, mandates are not laws. And I posted about this online as well. So keep that in mind that these are not something that uh, you should be able to even arrest anybody for. So it is our obligation to push back against this because otherwise they, they're only doing, doing this because they think they can get away with it. We just have to stand up. If, if Listen, if 100 million people in the United States say we're just not going to do that, what is he going to do? What is he going to do? He's got two choices. He can back off or turn us into China. I'm hoping that that doesn't happen. I think there's enough powers to stop that from happening. But still, that's what we have to do is actually mass non-comply. Because the more people that comply, the easier it is for them to basically tell other people what to do. So the thing is that you have to figure out exactly what more vaccination is going to do. That's really my kind of thought process through all of this. More vaccination isn't going to fix anything whatsoever. All we have to do is look at Israel and other countries that have a very high vaccination rate that still have soaring case counts, soaring death numbers. It doesn't change anything either way, because it's what, what, I mean, why are we even talking about the vaccine when there's boosters already? So you get the vaccine, then you get booster after booster after booster after booster. When does it end? When, when are companies able to operate their companies like they so choose to do? AKA freedom. Well, we don't have that right anymore. Not in America. I mean, at this point, how can you call this the land of the free when they're requiring companies to do this? That's what I'm trying to think about right now. So he also claimed, Biden also claimed in a statement here, saying that vaccine requirements are good for the economy. He said they not only increase vaccination rates, but they help send people back to work. As many as 5 million American workers. They make our economy more resilient in the face of covid and keep our businesses open. Now, there's, there's multiple tiers to this statement here about why this is absolute nonsense. But the first part of it is we're saying that it's just good for the economy. It's not good for the economy, especially if workers leave. I mean, what were we seeing from Southwest Airlines and other uh, just other airlines, major airlines that are out there in the United States? I mean, they weren't even able to get most of the planes in the air. They were canceling thousands of flights over one weekend. Uh, and, and it hasn't stopped, okay, with the delays and everything else. Why? Because people are just quitting or they're just letting the companies fire them and that's it. 
So how is that good for the economy? Please explain to me how that is good for the economy. I mean, I'm assuming he's saying it like, well, there's a lot of people that don't want to work because they're scared. Well, whose fault is that? I mean, the, the only people that are pushing this and trying to make you afraid of it is the Biden administration itself. It's like they're trying to solve their own problem that they created themselves. And that doesn't make sense. Like, how about they just stop fear-mongering over it and just move on? Most people wouldn't even know anything about this virus if it wasn't for the mainstream media and the Biden administration constantly trying to push it and make you scared of it. That's their entire goal. The thing, too, is that he's saying, well, it will make the economy more resilient to COVID and also keep businesses open. Well, I live in Florida and our businesses have continued to be open. So what's the point? All he's basically doing is saying, well, if you want to keep running your business, if you want to have the freedom to actually own your own company and make some money, you better comply. That's what he's saying. This isn't about the fact that the businesses are choosing to close. I mean, how many businesses chose to close just because? Probably very few. And especially right now, I can guarantee you no business is closing their doors just because they're so afraid of the, the, of the virus. I can assure you that's not happening. People want to work. People want to run their business. The only people that are shutting that down is the government. It's the Biden administration. That's it. Or these other crazy liberal states. So we do it to keep our businesses open. That's why we're doing this. And, and the fact is also is that we have to look at the timing of this as well. This literal announcement came out today, just a, what, a couple of days after the election in Virginia that I was just talking about earlier on the show. Why do you think that is? Because if you ask me, it sounds like what they were doing is waiting to officially put this into place because they didn't want it to ruin the campaigns of the Democrats that were running in these states. That's what it sounds like to me. Because ultimately, we know that Democrat policies are not popular. So if McAuliffe, which obviously he lost anyways, but if this was actually announced before that election, you probably would have seen a lot of states flip red as a result of this. They, they do this on purpose because they don't want people to know what's going on. They're waiting until these major elections come up and then waiting to get crazy until afterwards so that they can give their guy the best chance to win. Because Lord forbid people actually realize that being a Democrat is terrible, that their policies don't work, that nobody has any fun with their policies at all. That's what I think is actually going on, which is really messed up if you actually think about it. Like, that's that's really messed up. They obviously think that people are idiots, so that's why we have to stay informed about what's going on right now. And, and of course, you're going to have many different Republicans already ready to sue them, as it is. There's a whole list available online. Ron DeSantis, of course, being one of them that's going to be suing about this. So we'll see where this goes. I'll definitely keep you updated on that because I want to make sure that we remain free here in Florida, that other places are able to remain free, that our companies aren't going to be required to do this absolute nonsense. All right, so we've known for a while now that the CDC has been trying to get kids to take the vaccine, and there's all these new kind of revelations that have taken place where they have now had advisory meetings with the board to get this vaccine approved for younger kids, and now they're basically telling kids that they can get superpowers by taking the vaccine getting ready to fight COVID. All of us want to be superheroes. And the most important heroes are those that help others. 
This year, thousands of kids like us around the world joined the COVID-19 vaccine trial. Kid power. And when they did, they became all superheroes. Ah! To all the kids who volunteered, we'd like to say... Thank you! Thank you! Thank you for sharing your superpowers of... Courage. Trying new things. The ability to save people. The power to help people. Helping not just um, yourself, but many other kids. To not be scared. Be strong. Super brave. Bravery and courage. A superhero shot. Helping everybody. Fight coronavirus and help others. You're helping the whole entire world. Thank you. You are all superheroes. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, superheroes. Thank you. You're awesome. So, of course, this comes right after the CDC has approved the vaccine, basically for kids that are 5 to 11. And this is just evil, what you're seeing here, because what they're doing is they're trying to trick kids into thinking that this vaccine is the super thing that's going to give them some powers, almost like some type of a superhero movie. And, and if you're listening to this on audio, you have the, all the kids in capes. Uh, many of them with maybe the, the superhero goggles on, doing these things, making the noises and everything. Th this isn't the way this is supposed to go. This, this is absolutely ridiculous and evil. It's tricking kids. It's trying to trick them. And, and I'm hoping that none of them fall for it at all, and especially even the parents. That's why we have to watch out for this because it's not right for them to do this. We also know for a fact that kids aren't even at a high risk for this virus. So I don't understand why it is that they're even trying to do this type of stuff. It doesn't work. It doesn't make sense to make to, to make videos like this. Why are you trying to trick kids into thinking that this is a good idea when it's not? Now, by the way, YouTube will ban you for even saying that. If you even mention the the fact that kids are not at a high risk for COVID, you're going to get banned off of YouTube. So good luck finding any statistical information like that. It doesn't matter where it's from on YouTube because they're going to be trying their best to make sure that that information is not available to you at all. But it's the truth. How do we know? We just need to look at the actual statistics here. But so the first part of this is actually in uh, Chicago, for example. Chicago, we know, has a ton of shootings and everything like that. Of course, this happens all the time over the weekends. The CDC itself actually reported that 214 children, um, 17 years or younger, have died of COVID-19 nationwide. OK, nationwide so far this year. Compare that to the 261 kids that have been shot in Chicago alone. So if you want to know where the real issues lie, it's in Democrat-run cities like Chicago. It's not with COVID. I mean, the, the numbers are staggering here. In one city, more kids were shot than, than kids that died of COVID nationwide. And that's just so far this year. Imagine all the other Democrat-run cities that also where there's a bunch of shootings every weekend. Imagine what those numbers look like. As you can see, the problem is it's not the virus. They're, they're willing to do all of this, the video, the, the, the lying, the, the manipulation that we see in this video. All for 214 kids, and not even really kids, 214 people under 17 in this whole year while ignoring the kids that have gotten shot or killed in a city alone in the same time span being significantly higher than that. 
I don't understand how these people really do any of what they're doing because this isn't based off of science, folks. This 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 is not science. This is not statistics. They're not using common sense. What this is is actually it's about money. I mean, think about it. How many more billion dollars are they going to be able to use or make in this situation because they can now give this vaccine to way more people? You can't tell me it's not about the money because I'm telling you right now, that's what this whole thing has been about. There's no money in a cure. There's no money in a vaccine that you only take once. The money's where they're going to have all of these boosters. So we have to look at the fact that Pfizer's still a company. All of, all of the rest of these companies are also just companies that are trying to make money. That's what they do. This big pharma is a part of it. So what they're going to do is they're going to keep this stuff going constantly. It's vaccine after vaccine after booster after booster after booster. And they're going to try to get it approved as, as young as they can because the more people that can actually take it, the more money they make, the more they can line their pockets. So this isn't some pure goal. It's evil. You can see this in the video. This isn't how you normally market things. You guys, if the vaccine works so well, you don't need videos like this to actually prove your point. You don't need videos like this to make kids take it. If it actually was legitimately a, a risk for kids, if it was a, if it actually worked for them as well. It just isn't there. The stats don't line up whatsoever. But I'm telling you right now, if the left really wants to lose even worse in 2022, try mandating these vaccines at schools. I, I, I dare you. There's a story I'm going to get into in a second here as well about that. But try mandating these vaccines in schools. And I'm telling you right now, you're going to see backlash like you never have seen it before. Because now you're forcing kids to do this. When we're looking at the data, it doesn't make any sense at all. So there's that. But on to that other story, San Francisco as a city has already actually tried to do this. They're already actually implementing this at the moment. So they just announced that five-year-olds will need to be uh, vaccinated to enter restaurants. So this is insane. And I, and I think that a lot of people know this is insane, but really... This is the craziest thing I've seen so far. So Susan Phillip, which is the acting health officer um, of the and the director of disease prevention and control in San Francisco, made the statement that the vaccine mandate is requiring children between the ages of five and 11, barring them from restaurants unless they are vaccinated with a COVID-19 vaccination. And it would be implemented no more than eight weeks after the Pfizer vaccine for children is fully approved. So this is something that they are already planning on happening. So right now, if you want to go to a restaurant or anywhere else, you can't do it with your child unless they are vaccinated as well. That's what's happening right now. So, by the way, figures from San Francisco's official COVID tracker shows. So this is not me, just some made up numbers I have here. This is directly from their website of COVID, with their COVID tracker is showing that out of these 664 citizens that have died Due to the disease, since it surfaced in the states nearly two years ago, none of them have been under the age of 21 or younger died. Not one. So in two years, so we're not talking, this is from the very beginning of the virus, but from the very first inkling of us knowing that this thing even existed. In, in the city of San Francisco, not one person under the age of 21 has died of it. Let that sink in for a moment because they're requiring that your child, 5 to 11, has to have it to go into a restaurant when no one has even died from it. That's even under the age of 21. This is absolutely insane. What's more, by the way, only 1,529 kids in the city have come down with the virus 
in the last two years as well. You've got to be kidding me. All of that, all of that, 1,529 kids in the city got the virus. Not one of them died at all since we even knew it was a thing. Not just this year, all the way back through two years ago. So why are they trying to take your rights away? I mean, what is this about? The numbers are not just not on their side. They literally prove our point exactly. I mean, it doesn't work. This isn't about your health. It's not about science. It's not about the numbers. It's not about anything else but control. That's what this is about. All we have to do is look at the numbers here and you'll see how ridiculous this is. Why would you mandate anything for anybody when no one has died of it? I I don't understand that. Do not give in to these people. Never give in to them because that's exactly what they want you to do. This has to be the most draconian vaccine passport thing that I've seen in the United States, probably even in Europe as well. I mean, this is craziness. And it should not be allowed here under any circumstances. The fact is that if you're in a coffee shop and you feel uncomfortable because there's a five-year-old in there that hasn't been vaccinated, why are you in the coffee shop? Buy Keurig and stay at home. Stop bothering people. Stop trying to make everyone's life worse because you apparently can't deal with five-year-olds that haven't had a ridiculous vaccine. It just is insane what they're doing right now and this is in san francisco the liberal city the same city where people can't wait to get out of that place so many people have left san francisco because they're just tired of the democrat run uh, city there it's terribly nasty and dirty and it's not what it used to be many of these people have moved to texas and moved to florida when will they learn i can tell you right now though this is one of those things that i'm sure a lot of people are going to leave for as well why in the world would you stay in a city like this it's just gotten insane So we'll see where that goes as well. But with that being said, this episode's TikTok liberal is a person that's trying to explain it pronouns. And if you've ever been curious about these pronouns, this video is also for you. My friend is so cool to come to my party. It's exciting to get to know it better. It's drinking a raspberry tea, which I've heard is its favorite. If you want to get it a refill, it's using the mason jar. It didn't have to dress itself up for my party, but it looks great, so I'm not mad. It should be really proud of itself for trying on these new pronouns. I know I'm proud of it. All right, so I know the Halloween's over, but honestly, if you remember Cousin It from the Adams Family, I mean, I guess maybe they were just way ahead of the time, maybe. I'm not entirely sure, but that's exactly what this kind of thing kind of reminds me of. But, you know, I remember, I'm old enough to remember when calling somebody It was considered as a negative thing. When you saw somebody, I mean, that actually might be how many of you have referred to some of these crazy people that have been appearing on some of these TikToks is it because you don't know what in the world it is. Is it a he? Is it a she? But now we're in the situation where they're embracing this and saying, well, that's legitimate, actually. So, you know, some people actually want to be called it and and it's and itself. And that somehow makes sense somehow. But of course, that doesn't. But the thing is, too, is that what they're doing is they're dehumanizing themselves. That's what's really happening here, where they really don't see them as themselves as anything in particular. And so now they're basically just saying, hey, look, I'm an object. <laughs> That's exactly what I am. I mean, how much do you have to hate yourself to want to be an object instead? That's what this really kind of makes me think about right here. So the other thing, too, is that they're doing this 
to themselves. I mean, they're, they're, they're objectifying and dehumanizing themselves. And no one has to do that for them. So it's kind of, it's just a weird, weird, weird situation. And for those also that are kind of probably watching on the video here, you can see that they, they have IT apostrophe S, right? And of course that would technically mean it is, and that doesn't make any sense. So normally it would, well, supposed to actually be it's as in ITS without that. But regardless, you see them do this and, and at the end of the day, I'm, I'm kind of wondering to myself or thinking to myself, basically, you know, look, if they don't obey the rules of science, there's no reason why they're going to obey the rules of grammar either. So either way, we're kind of messed up. They're messed up in many ways. And we obviously see that through these different types of TikToks. So with that being said, that's all I have for you on this show. I thank you for watching or listening to this one. Make sure that you do leave a review if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts. And also remember to check out 2ajerky.com as well as they do help the show out as well. But with that being said, I'll see you on the next one.